Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Want to sponsor the podcast? Shoot me a message, we'd love to have you. And don't forget to visit our Patreon page while you're at it. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. today with Shandy Bennett, Michael Joel, and Caitlin Overton to talk about their latest show that's going to be in the Frigid Festival. Welcome. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Thanks. Um, so just to get all the information out on the top of the episode, tell us what we're talking about. Who mm. wants to go? Caitlin goes. <laughs> okay, so we're No Dominion Theater Company, and we're um, presenting a world premiere in the Frigid Festival for the second time. Mm-hmm. And we were in Frigid in 2016 with a show called Help Me Out Here. And uh, this is a new show called Rut that Shandy wrote. And um, Shandy, take it away. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through all that. Okay. So, yeah. okay. But we'll, the basics is great for the audience to know because, you know, you want to buy the tickets as they're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to start from the very beginning. It's a really good place to start. Yes. Yay. So where, yes. where are you all from? We are... Well, individually, yes. I'm from Point Pleasant. <laughs> Shandy's from Kenilworth. Caitlin's from Highbridge. Hybrid. All from New Jersey. All Jersey, from New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey yeah. house. Yeah. Guess where I'm from? Jersey. Jersey. Oh. <laughs> I'm from Mala. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Up north. Uh, and where did you all go to school? Montclair State University. That's where we all met. That's so official cool. the way I said that. Montclair yeah. State yeah. University. Well, most of us. And <laughs> how was your experience at Montclair? Oh, there's the pause. There's the pause. <laughs> no, it was it sure. was an experience. It was mm-hmm. definitely an experience. Um, it prepared us, I think, at least the three of us to produce on our own. That's good. Yeah, it, it, we got the education that we needed, um, and we found the ability to be like, hey, we're going to produce our own stuff when we want to on our own terms. So it helped us start this company. Yeah, which we yeah. did do in college a little bit because we we were in a very versatile program, sort of well-rounded, nice. I guess. So. How did you individually get involved in theater? Oh, goodness. I got involved doing a camp of Really Rosie, a two-week summer camp, doing the show Really Rosie. That's cute. Yeah. I, uh, I, it was in high school. Somebody just forced me to go on stage, and then I was like, oh, this is fun. I guess I'll keep doing this. And I did. Nice. Yeah. I've been performing since I came out of the womb. Wow. That's <laughs> no. a long time. <laughs> Actually, I was, I was probably about eight and was in cheerleading, like, for young kids. And I would do, like, routines for my, uh, like, cheerleading coaches. And one of them just, like, looked at my mom and was like, put her in musical theater classes. <laughs> so what are you doing? Put her over there. So you went to school together, same class? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is the, like, the love story that brought you together? Oh, goodness, the love story. Shared pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, the love story that put us all together. So, we it actually, it really friends. happened, it happened outside of college. It happened after we graduated. Yeah. I, um, well, no, like, like the actual love story, like the fact that we were all friends and everything happened in college, but like the love story, like how we made this company happened yeah. outside of college. Like we were, I had written something and I was like, hey, Caitlin, do you want to be in this? She's like, yeah, sure. So we like, 
I like produced the whole thing and like we did the whole we thing. We all sort we of all did. kind of because <laughs> who the hell knew what they were doing, and we did this. And then Caitlin was Caitlin was with me, and I was like, hey, maybe we should make this official and like make a company. So we did, and then two years ago, um, which sort of gets into the beginning of how we started this play, but. I don't know if you want to get there yet. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. Okay, there. we'll go there. Let's do it. So we were. Sh- Shandy was costume designing um, a, a European tour of hair. And Not many costumes. Yes, <laughs> right. Very <laughs> minimal. <laughs> um, so, I was like, "Oh, Shandy's going to be in Germany." Caitlin was planning this trip to Europe, and I was like, "I'm going to go." So I met Shandy in Berlin, and like at some. Like hipster ass bar in in Berlin, Shandy was like, "Oh, I wrote this play." I was like, "Oh, well, send it to that's, me." I was like, "Where are you going with this?" Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm going with this. I promise. <laughs> oh, not not the other things that happened in Berlin. Yeah, no, we won't have to talk <laughs> about it. Anyway. We really shouldn't. Um, but no, Shandy was like, "Oh, I wrote this play. Send it along to me." So she sent it, and I read it, and Caitlin read it, and we were like, "Let's do this." So I think I said yes without reading it. I think. That's, you probably I did, which is that. normal. So. <laughs> um, so the company came first, though. Company yes, came yes. first, and then Shandy came, came with the company us. Was, we founded the company in 2015. Mm-hmm. And what inspired you to create it? I think because we had been, like in college, we did a lot of our own projects within Montclair and out of Montclair. Um, but we kind of just were running with that, and then... We had done Michael's play, Youth, Blood, and Roses, just for fun, like, in a festival. And then we were like, we should make this serious. Um, and got a nonprofit status. And, yeah, I think we just wanted to, like, run with what we were going with. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it was also we wanted to create our own opportunities. Yeah. Because... Um, sure you know it's difficult it's it's hard especially when you're starting out after college like you need to do it on your own Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's better to do it with friends yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we had just been doing it and it just seemed like we're gonna keep doing this right like let's just let's just like what else are we gonna do yeah what are some of the benefits and difficulties of being a nonprofit? everything Um, Next question. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the the benefits of being a nonprofit are uh, the funding opportunities. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's the major benefit of being a nonprofit is yeah. is the grants we can apply for and um, the organizations we can join. Like we, I guess it was last year or last year, yeah. Last year we were now a part of Art New York. So. Oh great! And we yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that without being a nonprofit. Right. So yeah, like, and I think things like that. The good thing too is the community involvement. Like nonprofits are just sort of that; they have that presence in the community. Um, so I think that's a benefit. What are your dreams for the company moving forward? Broadway. No. Broadway. <laughs> do it. No. Um, our dreams for the company. I, I don't th- know. Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Lots of money. No, I think we just. I think we want to build our company beyond just the three of us and beyond just like people that are in our immediate circle like we want to branch out and sort of grow this as far as we can as far as we can but still keep it like tight knit tight knit like 
we're a company of creators who are creating theater constantly, but broaden our our scope of like what kind of art we're creating and who's writing our art and who's directing it and who's doing all who's acting in it you know yeah i think a a goal also is to kind of on that note um make people feel welcome not that we're not doing that but (laughs) just have it be sort of a like like a tight-knit group but a group that has just like that magnetism that like people obviously I want people to want to work with us, but yeah. have that sort of like ongoing dialogue and presence that like, oh, no Dominion, like they're down for anything, which is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was a big fan of the play two years ago, so I'm excited for this one. Thank, Thank you. you. So I feel like now's the time. Let's talk about it. So tell us about Rut. So <laughs> Rut is a one act that details 24 hours in a toxic relationship. And... Where it started, I wrote the play without any gender pronouns. So where we started was just figuring out how do you cast this very intimate relationship because it's about, like, two people in a relationship. And there are some auxiliary characters. Um, But there's, like, a lot of stuff in there. So it's about how you see it. So I brought it to Michael to be like, what... What kind of vision do you see from this relationship, but knowing that you could cast whomever you like? Did you make any discoveries as you were writing it? Yeah. I mean, it started as an exercise to be like, is this possible? Can I write something so detailed, like really fleshed out characters without any gender information? Um and then I went to some of the deep, dark places of myself <laughs> to be able to pull that out. Like, uh, the toxicity of the relationship I saw in multiple people, you know, like multiple couples throughout my life, no matter their sexuality. So it was one of those discoveries Absolutely. where I was like, oh, there is some universality mm-hmm. in this. It's not just my experience, but other people's experiences now, too. Now, jumping ahead a little bit, when you were staging it, mm-hmm. did you make any new discoveries? Yeah, so, I mean, let's be upfront. We uh, we cast four actors to play everything. So we have four actors, two female-identifying actors and two male-identifying actors playing both Sam and Charlie. So the way that it works is that um, throughout the course of this one relationship, you see multiple people playing it in multiple like relationship makeups, I guess you can call so them. So all, all the actors play all the characters so there's, at cool. some point. So there's like, there's like a male-male version of Sam and Charlie. There's a female-female version of Sam and Charlie. There's a male, obviously. There's a male-female version of Sam and Charlie. So you get to see this relationship as told through the lens of multiple different people. Um, Because when Shandy came to me and she said, oh, I wrote this play without gender, I was like, so why aren't we doing the play without gender? Because it would be be very easy to to gender both these characters Mm -hmm. and say, you know, Sam is a male, Charlie's a male, and we're just going to go with that and just do it. But, you know, she put this challenge for herself, so I was like, well, let's challenge ourselves and let's challenge the audience that's watching it Mm -hmm. to see if, you know we can tell a story of a relationship that doesn't involve specifically two gender pairings. Mm-hmm. Or what, one what, gender. Do you, what do you hope the audience gets out of it? Um, 
I think I think there's two things because um, there is there is some mention of um, of sexual assault in this um, within the relationship, and and I think that's a very, I mean, it's obviously a very important topic that mm-hmm. you know the world is talking about right now. But um, I think it's interesting to watch it happen in an established relationship. And I sort of want the audience to question that, as well as questioning the idea of, you know, maybe the audience sees a, re- a relationship that they're not exactly comfortable with. Not comfortable, but like used to seeing. So like a male-male relationship or a female-female relationship. I mean, maybe not f- this audience, because yeah. I'm sure most of the people coming to sure. see this are comfortable with that. But, you know, like audiences in general, like... To see that this relationship can exist between anybody. You know, it's not exactly just like a male-female relationship. Now, you mentioned uh, the casting. Mm-hmm. Now, when you cast your four actors, did you have uh, specific parts in this play that you wanted them to be in? Or did you just play around like a puzzle and try people out in different spots? Even in ca- I mean, we played around like a puzzle. Even in within casting, like we had the the actors come in and they read for Sam, they read for Charlie, and they read for one of the other actors. All, every single actor that came in, they read for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we sort of had a sense of where these char- where these actors are and like what characters they would fit in amidst this. What text they connected to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's say this play gets published and other people can do it. Are you going to put um, limits on who can be cast? Will it be two and two, or will you leave it open for everyone? Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I mean, I wrote it, and I, as I read it, as I was writing it, I was like, there's a lot of room for a director to do we were whatever they feel. Talking about this recently, how there's no age either. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I would love to see this with like actors in their 50s or 60s. Yeah. Like. That would be interesting. Or even actors, two actors in their fifties and two in their twenties. Or that, yeah. 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 Every, I think it really can yeah. change the dynamics. Let's do that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it all. Every every um, show is a different cast. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting though because it's such a snapshot that it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I. Like. What lessons can we learn from this play? <sighs> Deep question. Deep question. I mean, I guess it's, I don't know about lesson, but a dialogue I definitely would want to start is is about, like, intimate partner violence. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, what happens when a couple is already together and choosing to to be together, but these things happen. And choosing to let them, Mm -hmm. sort of. And, like, I think for me, the takeaway, I don't know if it's a lesson, but this seeing this snapshot it gets like the, these gray areas sort of get grazed over in today mm-hmm. and even in people we know and stuff like that so I think that just acknowledging that acknowledging this gray area is important and can definitely start a dialogue too yeah like I don't know if the lesson's going to be the same for everybody mm-hmm. I think it's more of question and sort of like the start of a conversation and like where they go in their mind and like who in their lives they mm-hmm. identify when watching this that's great i'm excited to see it what has been the most challenging thing about being a part of frigid even doing it before what what's the challenge this time around 
I think for us, like, like design. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think yeah. that's like. I was not gonna say that. <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing is like the limitations, and it's not anybody's fault. It's just like it's the way a festival. It's like you know, like we have ten minutes in and ten minutes out. So what can we make in ten minutes? What can we take away in ten minutes? Um, so it's like the design and like the way that we have to stage this because we can't have like we can't put up an apartment in this place. So we have to find we have to find a way to create like a home for them that's not exactly like you walk Anything in like, like a home. Oh, this is a house. <laughs> this is a nice apartment. Do you have ideals of what the fully staged, fully realized, fully monetary produced production is? The million dollar production. I mean, I do. <laughs> but you're the designer. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of it. There's a lot of design written into mm-hmm. into true. it yeah. because there's it. It influenced a lot of the feeling around it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Like honestly, the million dollar production would probably be just this, <laughs> with like. Maybe no, some we more would actors. have <laughs> and a bathtub. And a bathtub. I want, <laughs> I want a bathtub. Yeah, a bathtub. Yeah. I want the million dollar production to be really twenty four hours. Oh, I just okay. thought of that. <laughs> but I go. also want a rotating stage. True. Yeah. So I true. Could, and I could like, use a rotating stage. I, like, yeah. I'll never I'm designing the next production. <laughs> I'm designing the next production with my fifty year old actors. Good. <laughs> Why is theater important to you? Do you want me to go? Yes. We go first. Should, we should all go. We should all go. I'll yeah. go first. Um, theater is important to me because I feel like it's the very last place on this earth where you can force people to sit in a room and just... Can I curse? Go for it. Yeah. Just fucking watch something. Just fucking experience something without anything like distracting them. Like You're really forced to sit there and live through whatever's happening on stage. And that's why I think theater is so important and like will continue to be so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until we start letting people have cell phones in the theater. We won't. Oh, Which oh, is going to oh, happen. Well, <laughs> I saw a show last week um, where they were like, yeah, take pictures during the show if you want. And I sat there watching people take pictures mm-hmm. being like, this ruined my experience. Yeah. And like, I was like, okay, how can they get their photos in this piece and it's like make it a site-specific atmosphere rather mm-hmm. than a play like yeah. if i'm sitting in a seat i'm watching a show and everyone else will be watching too yeah. yeah like i feel if it's important if you're trying to make a comment on something then yeah you know bring your cell phones in and talk about that but like if it's not if it has nothing to yeah. do with it yeah leave them at home i agree with that but i also always feel that especially now Humans are capable of so many good things, like theater, when people come together and do something and like it goes perfect, that's such a, an amazing, inspiring thing um, in a world where humans are doing the complete opposite. So um, to see people come together and, and create something amazing is, or not, like, even if it's not super tech heavy or like spectacular just to watch something that people worked really hard for and you know they're proud of their work um it's inspiring when people come together and don't blow things up yeah (laughs) like in a mean way 
<laughs> what about for you? I guess it's it's really the ability to start a dialogue. Like, it's storytelling that I think very, very often everybody who comes together and says, like, what are we saying and why are we saying it? Because a lot of other ways that we have storytelling, it's like in film or whatever, there's not a lot of concern about, like, what's the takeaway? Sometimes it's a spectacle. I mean, other times it's not, but I think uh, definitely a lot of theater is like, how are we directly impacting the other people in this room with us? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've all done various disciplines within the field. Is there one that you would call your home base at this point? Oh. No. no. For me, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so either, no. I don't know. I have one that stands out, but um, for No Dominion, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, like... I've been directing a lot of things, but like, I want to act. And like, I want to yeah. write again, and like. Well, well let, let's let's play this game. Stuff what is your dream project right now? <sighs> and what would you do in that project? <laughs> dream project. I'm throwing out so many. I fun really, yeah, you really are. I really want to. So my one of my bigger projects was Imagine O that Richard Schechner directed. I want to bring that back. Hmm. Yeah. I think he does too, but it hasn't happened yet. Hmm. So. And you would want to perform again? I would want to perform again. It's great. Yeah. I like kind of want to write, but like I mainly don't. I want to direct more. I do have one project in mind, but. Keep it at mom. Huh? Keep it at mom. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, I mean, I. I really, honestly, just want to write this big, giant, huge thing, like this long, epic nonsense, and have nothing to do creatively with it besides writing. So you want your Angels in America? Yeah, <laughs> really. Oh my truthfully, god, it is. Yeah, it is though. I really do. And like, I just want to write it and like say, watch it on opening. Yeah, yeah. I want to sit <laughs> in the audience for once in my goddamn life. <laughs> I just want to watch it happen. <laughs> I want to do, I also want to do a show that is not a musical, but it's inspired by music that has influenced us in our younger days. That's cool. Okay, let's talk. Similar. <laughs> oh, good. Look at this. We're, 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 we're starting right, right now. now. Yeah. Um, do you have a dream project? I mean, it's a, it's a fairly new desire, but I definitely want to get into something that's because i mean there's a new wave of immersive work absolutely that i don't know if i want to like help design a completely immersive space or perform in a completely immersive space but there is something about like direct contact with another person that i'm like i love that and i want to do more of that <laughs> you know what would you say is missing in the theater scene today New work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. New mm -hmm. original material. Yeah, and also, um, new work. <laughs> <laughs> that's given what it needs. Needs. Yeah. Like, that's like put on the same pedestal as like if we were going to do like check off tomorrow. Yeah. You know. So we need time. That's what it is. Yeah. But and also money. like <laughs> money and time, but also like I think that a lot of theater people, I don't know, but people should be op more open to new work. 
Yes. Because that's where it starts. And, like, I'm experiencing that sort of, well, I think we are mm -hmm. experiencing this. I don't know if it's, like, people are just don't want to hear new work or they're scared of it. It's unfamiliar. But it's, like, this resistance to it, sort of. It's taking a risk on something unknown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of companies are, like, I don't know who this playwright is. I don't want to risk it. So I'll let um, an MFA program risk this writer first. So if you don't have yeah. the MFA, then you're not getting any opportunities. It's, it's a catch-22 because usually it's the people who can afford it mm -hmm. who can go do the MFA. And yeah. yeah. There's a lot of lost voices. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of what a benefit of doing these fringe festivals in a way is. Mm -hmm. um, what is the most important thing about being a part of Frigid for an emerging artist? I think the camaraderie and the community, mm -hmm. like everybody involved in Frigid is so nice and so welcoming. When we first started last, two years ago, um, like they couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. Like, th like the whole community, even the other art, I mean, especially the other artists were just like so game and so ready and um, just kind. And I think that's really important. And that is also sometimes missing in theater. Yeah. So, yeah. Are there people who were involved two years ago that you're reconnecting with this time around? You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we we did a whole lot of our own show and then a whole lot of not anyone else's just because yeah. like we were so burnt out. Mm -hmm. Sure. Generally. Yeah, cuz um, we I mean, the last one we wrote it and we directed it and we right. produced it and we were in it and I saw one other show. I think I saw two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this time like around we want to get to mm -hmm. more of them because I think like going back to your other question what frigid or frigid not fringe, frigid is good for it's like it opens our company up to a network that we would not have been able to yeah. find elsewhere sure. in a neighborhood that we're not really in at all because yeah. we're Jersey right. based now really so and so I want to talk about that a little bit so you are Jersey based doing stuff in New York mm -hmm. um, are there any difficulties of that kind of thing yeah, I mean, even where we are, like, we're based in Jersey City right now, and that art scene is super us. Like, I think, at least for me, like, we dabbled in New York after college, um, interning there and stuff like that, which is great, but it's so hard to, like, really make yourself unique. There's so many of us mm -hmm. doing it in New York. And um, being in Jersey City, it's a little more like our speed, I guess, like our vibe. I don't know. Like everybody there is so welcoming. Um, but yeah, I mean, doing doing stuff here is just hard by default. So um, yeah, there's a little more of a, yeah. a of a community like there is in Frigid, but like there's a little bit more of a community that's more willing to like try new things. Try new things. <laughs> and, sure. And and open themselves up to things that they probably wouldn't have before. Yeah. 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 I don't want to ask a sore topic, but how do you get an audience to your show? Great question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a question I can't even answer. I don't think anyone has an answer anymore. I mean, I think, and something that we're definitely working on in terms of like expanding our network is just sort of put yourself out there, like as cliche as that is. Um, I met this woman who I'm now friends with, who's a blogger, and we started a stage reading series in Jersey City with her. 
So she like co-produces it with us. Um, and she knows everybody because she's a blogger, as you know. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> everybody, like you can't go outside without someone recognizing you. That's the same with her. Like she knows everybody, everyone. Um, but she's introduced us to a lot of great people who um, have hosted our readings. And I think it's just sort of about like being patient. And because it's now we're going on three years of being a company and it's still, yeah. you know, we still learn new things about. Yeah, it's, it's, it seemed like 30 years, but we're still like very new. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, being friends and also being collaborators, have you run on, run into any issues or is it has it been smooth sailing? Yeah, smooth sailing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always. I know that was too. No, I. Not smelling too much tea, but like. We don't, no, we don't have a lot of tea, really. We'll spill the tea. It's fine. We don't, we, we don't have a lot because I think like our friendship is always going to be there. Mm. So we don't like we will yell at each other, and it's fine. And we we just we yell and we say, okay, we've done this, and now we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, and now we're still we, friends, and we're still business partners, yeah, and we, we're still gonna make it work. We always communicate. Yeah. We probably over communicate. We do over communicate. Do you challenge each other? All the time. Yes. Mostly. <laughs> Constantly. All the time. <laughs> but I think that's good. Like, I think that's a good... But it's it, not in a... Like, it's... it's Malicious. It's not malicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we're challenging. Like, we're keeping we're keeping each other to the standard that we all need to yeah. be at. Yeah. You know? And yeah. we can do that because we're friends. Yeah. I think if we weren't friends, one of us would have been gone by now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think the friendship we've holds always that been, all up. We've always been able to, like, separate them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, a trust in each other with the work that we want to do because we all know we're on that vibe. Like, we all yeah. know what we're trying to accomplish. So, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's like... We're challenging each other, but that's because we trust that mm-hmm. the other one, like, you get it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, like, your own shorthand by the, at this point? Yeah. Oh, it's... It's, it's Kardashian memes that we send to <laughs> <laughs> each other. So here you're sitting with Chris, Courtney, and... Chloe. 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 I okay. confuse them all. I'm sorry. I'm confused who I am. We don't have a kid. Chris. Um... Because, because, I, because I'm a middle-aged woman. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the most sense. Well, I want to ask some like really different, random, fun questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is the most amazing thing about a relationship, and what's the worst? Oh. Yeah, You're you the only go one first. So Engaged one. Okay. Um, finally, being comfortable with farting around the person. That's a good one. Is, that is a good one. Is when you break that. You're golden. How long did it take? For him or for me? (laughs) I don't know. Not very long. Uh, Now we're getting married, so... Um, I don't know. I guess a few months. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyone else? She got a good thing. (laughs) I could try and think of something that's the worst. The worst thing about being in a relationship? Oh, God. I don't know. No, I like, just like <laughs> being the friend that's in a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> that that could be. You're welcome. Well, do you guys have Valentine's Day plans? Actually, no. We were just actually talking yeah, about yeah, this, on, this, on, this train. on the train over. We, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin has like plans because she's like you know getting married and whatever. But like we don't. Our plans <laughs> got canceled on. And Shandy and I were like, let's go see a show. One of the one of the uh, people that's in the show, Nicole, she's. Uh, 
she's doing a show at Dixon Place. So we're like, yeah, let's just go. We don't have any Valentine's plans. Which I suggested to my fiance. Oh, yeah. So it's on our list of options. So I said, no, you guys just go on a date, and Shandy and I will go on a date, and if we run into each other. (laughs) All right, so for those not in the relationship, who is the dream partner right now? Oh, my God. The guy from the movie, Timothy, whatever. Oh, oh. oh Timothy Chalamet. We're I having think, a fight over we're, <laughs> we're having a competition to see. Who's going to get him? Um, well, I, have, I have a feeling that name's going to be coming up in a little bit, but we'll, we'll get there. Oh, oh, we're getting there. Oh, good. Oh. Good, 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 good. Um, what is your favorite post-show bar in Jersey City and in New York? Lucky Seven. Lucky Seven in Jersey, Jersey City. City. Absolutely. It is the diviest of all dive bars. It's disgusting. Have you gotten them so to good. sponsor you yet? No, but we... That's a good idea. I'm so good with that. It's on my list. (laughs) Yeah. What about New York? New York, after... Well, we have... I don't even know the names of them. The one on the corner of St. Mark's was our one two years ago. Yeah. And the one across the street. But we go to the one across from the crane... I don't know any of Oh, Stillwater. Stillwater, yeah. Stillwater. Yeah, I think that's like the go-to, like, let's go to this bar. It really is. And my grandfather tells me every time that it's an OSU bar. Because he went to Oklahoma. Oh, so that's It's nice. where they show the OSU games. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Also, now that you know that. <laughs> a, a bar that we frequented in Midtown, Dalton's? Mm-hmm. We, yeah. went, we did karaoke there. We go there a lot. <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke song? What did we do? Anything at We all. did, we did um, Spice Girls. We oh, did, we did Spice Girls! We did Spice Girls. Girls. Yes. Yeah. What is the biggest misconception about New Jersey? That it's like... Dirty yeah. and like everybody's but, mean. But everybody's I'm like, like no, smoking. it's just it's not dirty, but everybody's still very mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the cast of Jersey Shore actually lives in New Jersey, yeah. and that everyone because like they them. don't. Because and I'm from the like I grew up on the Jersey Shore, and none of us are like that. People no. from here come there, and that's what makes it the Jersey Shore <laughs> like that. <Yeah. laughs> so we're gonna do the pop five rapid fire. I'm gonna give you five pop culturey things. Okay. I'm going to say the first thing, phrase, sentence, story, whatever comes to mind. Okay. okay. Number one is, call me by your name. <gasps> oh my the guy, God. The guy. The guy. The guy. I cried so much. I cried watching it. I cried thinking about it. We were watching the Golden Globes and they did a <laughs> I, I little clip and I cried again. I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't oh seen my it. God, I know. The gay, I, my, my gay cards just be revenge. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't had time sobbed. to see it, but I have movie pass, so. Nice. I can go Good. It. Yeah. Um, number two is... Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando. I heard about this. Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando. They fucked. Oh. Yeah. I don't... I heard a little rumor about Marlon Brando in, like, life, but... Yeah, but Richard Pryor's wife was all like, oh, yeah, he was, like, totally bisexual, like, totally all about it. She said something like, the drugs were so good back then, like, you did cocaine, you'd fuck a radiator and send it flowers in the morning. <laughs> you'd fuck anything that moved. Okay. Yeah. So, I yeah. I I'm all about it. Yes. I'm all about Marlon Brando, like, fucking yeah. anything. Like. For real. <laughs> Number three is Tu Wong Fu coming to Broadway. Oh, wait, what? I think. Who? What? The movie Tu Wong Fu. Oh, I don't. First of all, okay, why do we have to make movies... Go to Broadway. That's my first Yeah, that's one. a thought. That's what's missing in theater. But like, I'll that go see it. Not... <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> Number four is the Super Bowl selfie kid. Oh, yeah. He didn't I didn't watch he is. this. I Bowl. saw him on Ellen today. He was on Ellen already? He's on Ellen already. Jesus. And Justin Timberlake gave him like the whole like package. Like, hey, you can come and see my show and go backstage. Swag. Whatever. We don't even know who it is. Five minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> and number five is the Winter Olympics. 
I'm so excited. I watched the ice skating yesterday, and it was very beautiful, even though two different people fell oh. while I watched it. I'm just here so for the it's your fault. ceremonies. What? It's, it's my fault. fault. I know. <laughs> I love the Winter Olympics so much. And, including this year, I have I have never been able to see the opening ceremonies. I've never seen the opening it's ceremonies. Happening. It's happening. It's happening. I'm excited. I'm not a sports yeah. person. So, I have my previous guest ask, ask my current guest a question. Okay. Ooh, so, this is fun. a question from Showbiz Spitfire Paige Turner. Okay. What is the thing about living in New York City that annoys you the most? Oh, because we don't <laughs> live in New York Well, City. what about New York annoys you the most? I would say the extreme either heat in the subway mm. or the extreme cold. Or the extreme, like, bad attitudes. There are a lot of those. Yeah. Like, it's just... So the extremities. The extremities. Like, it's neither, like... There's just no great... Every time I come into New York, I, like, step my first foot out into Manhattan, and the first thing that I think is... Like, ugh, God. Look at all these people, and it's cold, and it's hot. That's it. (laughs) That's my choice. I mean, I similarly, like, I come out and I'm like, oh my god, there's so many people, what am I going to do? But then I settle in pretty nicely. I don't know. I don't mind the extremities. So smells. Now, Mine is smells. The, the, <laughs> the variety the of smells. smells at any moment. Like, I could be enjoying some really nice food smells and then the next it's minute it's garbage. sewer. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the summer. No. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's not it's the worst. So now collectively, you have to ask my next guest a question. Okay. Do we know who the next guest is? No, you do not. Oh. Oh, let's think of a good so one. So it can be anything. Um What are your thoughts on climate change? Mm. I don't like that. Okay, but think of a better one. <laughs> I was what's think your like, deepest, darkest who would be secret? Your three I don't know like, if we want to go there. Oh, no. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, like who would be your dream team for like a threesome? Dream team for a threesome. Oh, yes. Great. I like that I like that one. Oh, that's a good I'm one. I'm excited better for that. Question. Why will you consult with me first? But if you don't like that question, follow up. <laughs> climate, climate change. Climate change. <laughs> all else has climate change in general, but the threesome one, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Oh, I like that one. So if you've made it this far into the podcast, please use hashtag rut. Where can we find you on social media? You can find us at, on Instagram at No Dominion Theater Co. That's N O D O M I N I O N T H E A T R E C O. We're on Twitter at No Dom Theater Co. We're on Facebook. Our website. Our website's NoDominionTheater.org. Shoot us an email. No Dominion Theater Company. No Dominion no. Theater at gmail.com. Just say hi. Um, we'll say hi back. Just literally, just say we hi. Just say to, hi. hi. We used to be on Tumblr. <laughs> we were on Tumblr. We're on Tumblr. We oh, have wow. a follower. What, what, what are you following on? Was Tumblr? it me? Was I the one follower? On <laughs> no, no. You were supposed to be doing the Tumblr like two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. I don't know who our follower yeah. is. It might be a bot. It probably is a bot. Whatever. <laughs> well, Rut is part of the Fridge Festival 2018 at the Crane Theater, February 16th through March 4th. Thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to Michael, Shandy, and Caitlin for stopping by. Now's your turn to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.